You're with Cape Talk. This is Pepper Hudson on lunch. In Family Matters today, we want to take a closer look at tracking apps and what role they can play in helping to keep our kids in particular safe. The conversation, rather, is prompted by a listener named Alex, who emailed me last week with the following comment. Alex wrote, I live in Rondebosch and my son walks to school at Rondebosch High School. Unfortunately, there have been incidents where boys have been held up for their bags, and I feel I need to keep track of his movements. I know you often chat to guests about online stuff, and I was wondering if you could recommend a good app for us. Now, of course, Alex isn't alone in that concern. Um, a friend of mine's son was held up at gunpoint for his school bag not too long ago, a little bit further down Palmyra Road, uh, past Krotoskia High School area. That was a week or so ago. And I, I put money on it that it is happening all over Cape Town and is not just an area-specific thing. Furthermore, it's not only when our kids are on foot that they are vulnerable. I know many parents like to know where their teens in particular are. Think about where they're going out on the town of a night. It's comforting to know precisely where they are. So the question is, how can technology help? And if we are going to use technology, what are the privacy concerns to be aware of? And what else should we be thinking of before we go and download a tracking app? I thought we'd call on somebody who knows a lot more about the online space than I do. Kate Farina of Be In Touch. We've had them on the show many times before talking about keeping kids safe in the real world and on digital platforms. And Kate, it's great to have you with us today. Thanks for your time. Afternoon, Pippa and all the listeners. Before we look at some of the apps that are available, Kate, let's just talk a little bit about some of the basic ground rules for using them. I've I've heard several parents voice concern that it feels like an invasion of privacy to be able to look at your phone at any time and know physically where your child is at any time of the day. What, what do you say to that concern? We like to call these apps locator apps and not tracker apps. Okay. Um, they're not spyware. Certainly they are apps that need consent from both parties often to yeah. upload them. And I think it's important that we as parents use them for building trust and as our kids grow older, you know, to grow independence and autonomy. So I think they do come with a caution as to how we use it, that we use it for safety and not control of our kids because yeah. that is really the number one thing that they have been designed for is for locating where our kids are and knowing have they reached the destination they're supposed to be at, are they still there? Or perhaps are there somewhere that they shouldn't be? And um, obviously, because they're children, we need to step in and possibly help them. I love that comment about it's for safety, not for control, Kate. So if you're using this because you don't trust that your child is sticking to your rules, obeying by their curfew, that they're not where you think they, they told you they were going to be, that's a very different kind of use to the mum who is knowing that her child has got to catch a, a public transport um, facility to get to school and wants to know they got there safely on time. Absolutely. But obviously, if your child is not sticking to the rules of where it should be, um, that is something, you know, those alerts you can use for those yeah. conversations with your child. And it can be used to build that relationship with your child that you need as they go into their teen years, where they take more risks um, and they do want more independence. Yeah. Now, these apps rely on your phone's GPS um, to locate where the holder of the phone is at any time. And Kate, is there any risk in, in making that info available? Obviously, if it's mom looking on the phone to see where teenage son or daughter is, that's one thing. Is there any risk of a third party, though, being able to get hold of that location information and use it for nefarious purposes? Well, that's when you need to really go into your choices. There's a lot of free tracking apps around and... A lot of them give you a basic uh, service and obviously then you can upgrade to access more of the features. 
Um, and you do need to be careful with these apps that um, their, their real main function and their reason for operating is really to mine data and um, information about yourself. So yeah. I think that uh, caution is really around how you choose the app and that you go for a reputable app developer, but very often you'll have to pay for that. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about what options are available and how much it's going to cost to use those kinds of options. Now, there are so many apps out there, and as you said, some of them are free to use, some of them come at quite a a premium. Are there any that stand out for you as being better than others for any particular reason? Well, I think a lot of our South African families are quite well-versed with um, Life360, especially the free or the basic version. Um, if you're going to upgrade on that one, it's about a $5 a month premium, but you get amazing um, benefits for that, features with that, which include driver reports. Um, if your teen has recently got their license, uh, you know, you can get a report on, on whether they're speeding. It's also on the premium version got a crash detection and an alert oh. function if, if, your, if your teen was to be involved in an unfortunate cra- crash. So, you know, you've got to look at the features that something like that offers and if that's something that you would like in your family, um, perhaps you'd like the help alerts, you'd like an SOS button if your teen or tween was in, in trouble. Yeah. Um, so that's all offered once you upgrade to the premium. There's another great one, which many of our listeners might not be aware of, and it's called Find My Kids. Okay. That also has a free version and you have a $3 a month upgrade for one device. So you're looking at, um, you can do an annual package on that. Obviously, the annual packages are obviously a lot cheaper than the monthly. Um, that one even allows you to listen to the surrounds for your kids. So if your kid, um, this wow. is only on Android, but if your kid is um, being bullied at school, it has an option where you could actually listen in. So that's taking My gosh. that kind of location tracking to another level. Um, but also an awesome app, which also has SOS button and, and movement notifications. Um, and there's a, there's a few that are also free. I mean, Google Family Link is, a, is an amazing parental control which also has real-time location options, and that's a free um, app. Uh, Bark as well, which is a parental control that we love to advocate um, and helped launch into South Africa. That has location alerts and check-ins. So a lot of your parental control options will also can also be used as location. You can have, you know, two-for-one kind of options there. So when you're talking parental control, it can do things like monitor the amount of screen time your child is using in a day and all of those. Um, yeah, sort they're of, filtering. Yeah. Um, okay, mm, on, on top of the, the actual exactly. physical location. Social media apps and all those good things, yes. Okay. <laughs> the million-dollar question, as somebody's just pointed out on the WhatsApp line, is getting your teen to agree to this. They say, I need an app for my teen because they keep on uninstalling it. Uh, you said at the start that uh, mutual consent is generally required for these apps. Are there any that don't require mutual consent that a parent can load whether their child likes it or not? Well, I mean, you'd have to look at some of the spyware options, which we don't uh, advocate. And our business is very much about you yeah. know, having that relationship and trying to to build that relationship between um, parent and child. Um, and I guess you'd have to look at your in-phone settings. If you're both on the same iOS or Android setting, um, the Find My Phone settings, I guess, would be useful to know sure. okay. at a very limited uh, basis where, where your child's phone anyway is. Um, yeah, you'd have to look at some of those, I think, as if, if that is the situation. 
Well, a recommendation coming in from a listener saying they find Life360 a really helpful app, particularly the fact that it notifies you when your child's phone is running low on battery power. Um, gosh, can you get one that reminds me to recharge my phone before it runs low on battery? Then we'll be talking. But that's a fair point. So if your child is out for the night and they are going to be relying on an Uber to get home and you get an alert at 10 o'clock to say they're running low on battery, um, that that's quite a handy thing to be able to call them and say, listen, you need to plug in or f- switch off your phone now so you've got enough battery to make that Uber call at the end of the night. Yes, exactly. Another thing I have to do frequently with my team when he's out is say to him, please, can you switch your battery saver off? Because remember, a lot of these apps don't work ah. if you have your battery saving <laughs> function in your settings. So, yes, GPS has to be turned on and your battery saver has to be turned off, which, um, you know, they do They do tend to drain your, your, your battery, yeah. a lot of these apps, as do all apps. But, um, yeah, again, I think this is a part of the agreement you need to have with your team if they are going to go out, is that this is an important, particularly in our country, yeah. Safety function and feature that we need to rely on. Use connectivity and technology to our advantage. Absolutely. Just for those who might have joined us late to the conversation, my guest is Kate Farina of Be In Touch. We've spoken to them often about various elements of online safety. Kate's talking to us about the use of locator apps, tracking apps as some might refer to them, and which ones are worth installing, how you use them, what's required to really make them work. I really like what you've said to us, Kate, though, about using this as a tool for building trust and you know you have to have that conversation with your teen in particular to say I'm not installing this because I'm trying to keep an eye on you and follow you every minute of the day I recognize that you're growing into your own person who needs their space but it's purely that if something goes wrong we know where to start looking if nothing else that there is a starting point to say well we know that my child is somewhere in the vicinity of this address or the suburb. Uh, have you had examples people have shared with you where it's, it's Kate, where it's been called on in, in really important security situations where it made a big difference? Yeah, we have had um, where you know, teens have run away from home for various reasons. They haven't wanted to confide in their parents. Things have gone wrong online. And yeah, um, yeah parents have been able to to locate where their child is so that they can, you know, bring them back, have conversations and, and try to help them with the issues. So they certainly are very, um, yeah, very useful, very important. Um, yeah, I think most South Africans are very worried generally about safety of children and, yeah. and the examples you gave at the beginning, um, you know, are indicators of that, that their day to day lives are pretty much, you know, complex. Negotiations and navigations of um, physical safety. Absolutely. And particularly, you know, if you are having to rely on public transport or on your child, I mean, mine walk to school quite uh, quite regularly or walk to to catch a bus and just being able to know that they made it onto the bus or made it to school safely without being the mom who's phoning to check that you got there okay and embarrass them as they do, uh, I think yeah. is, is, is really helpful. Now, speaking of embarrassing them, I, I think we have to give an honorary mention to the apps that have got the, the siren alarm built into them, Kate. I didn't know that this existed until I read your notes about this, but apparently some of these things will literally sound off a klaxon alarm if you're trying to reach that your child and they're not answering their phone. Tell us more, please. <laughs> yeah, there is there is one. It's called Family um, that that can do that, where you can actually uh, yeah ping them if they if they're not answering, and you can have an, a a very loud alarm that goes off on their side. Um, I guess you probably only need to do that once. I haven't used that app myself on my team, and not yet. I haven't had the need, but yes, it's certainly one I might keep in my back pocket.
Uh, I wonder if anybody listening has had occasion to use that. Um, it reminds me of the scene in the Harry Potter where the shouting letter arrived. I can't remember what it was called. Uh, and in the middle of the, of, of the school dinner, blurted out its message because uh, one of the characters hadn't been replying to his mom. So there we go. If you want the version that is going to sound off a la- loud alarm to tell your, your child that mommy is trying to phone you, it is out there too. If you are using an app already, so we really heard from One Life 360 user. And by the way, Alex, who sent me that email last week, has already written in to say that she actually has downloaded Life360 because I replied to her email saying, I know this is one that a lot of our listeners use. And she says she is finding that helpful already. But really appreciating the extra sort of layer of understanding you are adding, Kate, to the things we need to consider. So we've spoken about privacy. We've spoken about the influence on battery power. Are there any other sort of important factors or features we should know about or think about when making the choice of which app to use? I think that generally, um, you know, parents can have a look on our website. We've put a blog up with them with some of the ones that we think are very useful to yeah. African families and also in our price ranges. Um, best step is to check out the options that appeal to you. You need to look at what kind of functionality are you looking for. So if you're just looking for knowing that your child has got from A to B, um, you know, that's one thing. But if you're looking for ones where they actually can, you know, send you an SOS if they need to, or you want to include parental control options on it, um, you can have a look and see which one would best suit your family. Um, some of them offer a free version with basic features, which are great because you can test them out first. And some offer free trials, which are always super to go in and, you know, fiddle around with the app. Just make sure when you've downloaded it, you've got that little period of time, those three days or seven days that you can actually really test it out. Um, and I would suggest doing that and then seeing what works best for your family, the kind of devices that you're all using and your particular family's needs. Kate, thank you so much for your time this afternoon. We really appreciate uh, your feedback and uh, particularly appreciate you putting up that blog with detail on the pricing of the different options. If our listeners would like to go and read that or make some notes of what's out there, where will they find that blog? They can go straight to our website, www.beintouch.org.za. Beintouch.org.za. Kate Farina, thank you so much for your time this afternoon.